0: Chapter 14 All Heads Bowed, Brains Drained, Washington, D.C., July 2042 The annual Mount Olympus Insurance Company Prayer Breakfast was convened, and the attendees waited in joyful hope for the arrival of President Micheletti. They anticipated his announcement of new evidence in the investigations of either the murder of the Valiant Twenty-One or any other nefarious activity. The orchestra struck up the ride of the Valkyries, and all stood as the beaming Micheletti reached the rostrum. He raised his arms as the adulation peaked with the music. The conductor focused on her musicians and music as well as a panicked attention on the president, who signaled the end with a slight nod. She dropped her arm and baton, slumping on a chair, spent. Micheletti lowered his arms. My dear people, on this most auspicious day, the spirit dwells with us now and blesses our efforts against those throughout the globe who would poison us. I can say with great pride that American forces and a combined Japanese, Thai, Taiwanese force loyal to American interests in the region have blockaded the strategic Chinese city of Hong Kong in a show of strength against our foes who are hostile to free trade. China appealed to world sympathy through the United Nations, but due to our counsel, that illustrious world body met the Red Menace's request with silence. The belligerent Chinese government will cease and desist from any and all acts of aggression against our allies in Southeast Asia, particularly with the freedom fighters in Hong Kong. We have beaten them at their own game. Applause You are all familiar with our great national talent agency, the Packingtown Food Service Guild of Screen and Field Performers, popularly referred to as The Guild. He brought his hand to shield his eyes as he paused. His foot tapped out five light beats, and he removed the hand and looked up, continuing, This national treasure and pipeline to greatness that has borne fruit in athletics, film, and government is under attack. He paused for the full weight of gasps to disperse through the prayerful and thoughtless crowd. I have in my possession yet another link in the ever-growing web of conspiracies to destroy our way of life. By now you have all heard of the tragic death, the heinous murder of Carlyle Hutchings. Working closely with our fine director of national talent, Porciana Leviathan, and her closest associates in the guild, we have identified Mr. Hutchings' murderer and quite possibly the valiant 21 killer and the perpetrator of so many other acts of villainy we are investigating. This person... And I use that term loosely. This creature has been a prostitute from his earliest days, a thief, a drug addict, an extortioner, and I'm sad to report a former member of the esteemed guild. Booing and hissing. He raised his arms, commanding silence, and staring into the camera, I tell you this, you fiend, you have not escaped. I have waged an all-out assault on you and have won. With my dying breath, I will hunt down others like you throughout the world. He smiled. Enjoy your last moments. Rio paced back and forth in the cramped hotel room. Quinn, listen to me. We're coming back. "'Rio, please, think it through. "'This is the worst time,' he puffed. "'It's been almost two weeks "'and we've heard nothing from Lars. "'We're going crazy here.' "'I know, I know, "'but they're still looking for you. "'Didn't you hear Micheletti's speech?' "'We're coming back. "'We'll see you when we get there.' "'Rio ended the call. "'Addy came out and set the bags on the floor. "'Tonight.' We'll leave at 11. Cliff will pick us up in Baltimore, right? Check. And then we start looking. Rio dropped onto the bed. Jesus Christ. He fell back against the pillows as the events all sank in. Lars would never have killed Carlisle. It doesn't make sense. Carlisle told me he was going to help him. Shh. We'll figure it out. Here, take this card. It's fake but Quinn was able to put a little money on it. Cliff's guy is bringing the van around to the side of the building. We should be able to get back into the city without anybody seeing us. News of the hunt for Lars was live-streamed to publicize his capture. His fictitious murder of Carlisle, the fabricated crime spree, and national manhunt before the eventual foe capture had the public mesmerized. All the while, he lay fettered in the basement prison. The news anchor feigned panic. Carla, what have you got for us now? Word is that these protests are literally spreading like wildfire across the country. Gracie, that's true. We've got reporters from the steps of the Truth Be Gone Insurance Capitol Building and from as far away as Portland, Oregon. What's the feeling out there? The anchorwoman sat at the desk, pining with her co-anchor. Angry, very angry at this young man, Gracie. It's a volcano. In a matter of hours, Lars has become one of America's most wanted. A mix of Captain Hook, Cruella DeVille, and Jafar. Gracie snorted, and well-deserved from what I've heard. Given the chance for his hanging to the Slay the Slut posters and Representative Kyle Wiley's candlelight march with Lars hanging in effigy, he is a wanted man. Carla, you mentioned Representative Wiley. Are there any other legislators at the protests? Oh, you better believe it. It seems that both houses of Congress have poured out onto the steps. Rumor has it the Supreme Court justices are making their way over on their Eagle scooters. I'm guessing there are probably close to 5,000 people here. And what about President Micheletti, Carla? He's given word that he'll keep track of the events in the Department of Defense strategy room in the White House, not the bunker, as some of the more questionable news sources have reported earlier. Well, we'll sure breathe a little easier now, Carla. Gracie laughed. We'll return with the latest on our special report on Lars Hunt Day One, after these messages.